0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RK Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here, here to break down everything D.C. United, Washington Spirit, Loudoun United. We have a jam-packed show of several games to talk about. But first, John, how are you doing, man? How was your weekend?
1: It was good. It was it was good. I, I would really appreciate it if they do not schedule two D.C. soccer games within two hours of each other ever again uh, I do not recommend it from a, from a media covering perspective. And also, uh, it's just a, it's just a little too much, just a little too much. So spread them out. Schedulers, take our needs into account next year. That's all I'm asking.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of, and I, I think also, um, I think the MLS schedulers should get a, a wrist slap, uh, for scheduling our Sunday game against the fresh team and not a team that played midweek when we also played midweek. Uh, so that, 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 I, that, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, I think, but, uh. But yeah, uh, first things first. Before we get into the show, um, I think it's important to say our, our PSA moment of the game: Do not throw things onto the field. Don't do it. Stupid, stupid, dumb, idiotic. We've all yep. done. I, I, we are all. We have all gotten. John and I have both maybe gotten Never. a little, a little, had a, had a little, a little of the, the juice at games. I, I, I have at certainly points. So we've all done stupid things. Uh, but uh, throw, throwing stuff on the field is never fun and never a good idea. Uh, and if if people think that that's what they should do when they're frustrated with the game, then uh, then they shouldn't come to Audi Field. So there, there's our PSA. I think that's yep. our PSA.
1: Yep. Beer's uh, too expensive to throw at people, unless it's after a goal, and then it's exactly the right price to throw vertically. Yes. The, Though, beer showers up. on yourself, A+. plus. Cans as projectiles, D-minus. Yes, maybe no, an I F. Not. I don't know. It's right. It's very. It's on the edge. It's like sixty-nine point nine nine. I think it's very bad. Don't do it. Anyway, yeah. Kay. Soccer,
0: soccer, 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 all the time. Um. All right. Let's. Uh. So I. I guess I, we should probably start with. Uh. Some. Let's start. Let's start on the good side. Let's. Let's. We're gonna. So I think what we're doing. We're gonna kind of trend downward. We're gonna. We're gonna start out with the good stuff. Uh. That was Thursday's DC United victory. Over the Chicago Fire, a one nothing victory. Um, I I will say this this we saw a a interesting lineup uh, front three. I think we all we're all on the podcast be we're all on the pre show being like oh we're gonna see Kamara we're gonna see you know maybe we see Ariola slot in, and then we get Adrian Perez, Drew Skundrich. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You got it right. I yep. got it right. Good. Uh, I've been working on it all day. Uh, Drew Skundrich and uh Adrian Perez and of course Edison Flores. Uh so I think we all saw that and we were like, Okay, that's weird. I and and immediately I think our expectations for this game <laughs> like went down. Um uh, but really we should just trust in Trust in Hernan because they looked uh they looked very good. Uh this was probably the strongest front three performance we have seen all season from this team. And I and I feel very confident in saying that.
1: Yeah, I mean I had Adrian Perez as my uh I made a bunch of Homer bets here. I I lost some money. <laughs> I I got I got I got lost in the sauce, and I made some I made some bets that, that I think DC United would win, and Adrian Perez would score. Adrian Perez looked like he could have scored the first half. He was very dangerous. He is he was he has a he is not uh, scared to shoot, and he is not scared to bulldoze towards the goal to get his opportunities. Uh, I don't think he had quite the magic. Not, not the magic triangle because there's only two points in the triangle but uh his coordination with Flores was not quite as effective as it was in the previous game but still good like you said this was a all-around from a from a losing game a pretty promising performance from that part I'm, of the fielding
0: anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the winning game first John I'm talking oh, we skipped your...
1: that what's that was did that ha- oh there was two games this weekend that's right that was Thursday uh my the, my point stands that uh Adrian Perez <laughs> is fantastic. That's still true. I do not deny that. In fact, his connection with Edison Flores was fantastic. Yes, <laughs> and it was, wasn't bad. The next game, it,
0: it was. It was. I feel like he was almost a slightly enhanced version of what we saw from Eric Sorga. He oh, was,
1: that's. I think that's damning him a faint praise. I think. Okay. I think. I think fair he enough, was. He was. He was actually offensively well, oriented uh, uh, the entire time, uh, well, that, whereas. Well, that, well,
0: well that's what I'm saying. So so I mean the big, the big thing about Eric Sorgar everybody the the defenders out there was like oh he he was good on the press he was good on the press. Perez took that to to another level as far as being good on the press and he also is a f- pretty skillful player uh his dribbling, his passing and his connection with Flores was uh was was incredible. Uh and as as Jonathan points out he was 100% percent all gas. And uh he I will say he definitely wore himself out by the second game, which we'll get to. But first, of all the first game, he he was excellent. He was, I think, our hustle and Hernan of the game. Yep. Uh, which I think we're only going to give out when we win because that's when we're excited. Uh, we did not do a hustle. <laughs> we did not do a hustle and Hernan for the, uh, for, yep. the uh, for the for this game. the limits.
1: Game. <laughs> uh, by the way, why he got tired? This uh, he has never started three games before mm-hmm. uh, in a row, and uh, he did that. So that's yeah. part of. I think that's part of part of the the uh, the tank running dry.
0: Yeah, play, playing a different role. He was probably a little more of a of a held back role. But I, I, I think what we see out of him is, I I don't know if we'll see Adrian Perez, if he can find his finishing boots, if he, if he can, maybe he'll prove me wrong and go and score 15, you know, 10, 15 goals, assist on seven. Maybe he'll link up with Edison Flores. I, I don't think that's happening. But if... If if DC if we're looking to the summer window, I think it's pretty evident. I mean, we'll see what happens when Yordi Reyna comes back. We'll see what happens when Roberta comes back. But I think right now, if I'm if I'm if I am in the mindset, I got that one DP slot open. I am looking at maybe trying to get a striker that can maybe do things like Perez does, maybe to an nth degree. And what I love about it is it is enforcing my point because guess who's also looked better, Edison Flores. He has looked so much better since uh, since Adrian Perez has been. Around. Looked really good in this game. Picked up his first goal, uh, a, a pretty monumental goal for him. Um, all, all, all of that, I think. Saying that, the idea was we need Edison Flores to have to have players that he can work with. Um, I, I really do. So I, I'm 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 sticking by my uh, I'm standing Edison Flores still. <laughs>
1: I think I think that potentially what you're seeing there is Flores requires a an active forward uh, who is who is looking looking to play off of him versus someone that is sort of ghosting around the box a la Olakamara, someone who is wants to dribble the ball uh, like Eric Sorga and sort of floats out to the side. Um, Adrian Perez is 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 moving is moving towards the goal at all points or attempting to, and I think like you said like if you look at this team I think there's two places you want to look. Striker is the number one, for mm-hmm. sure. I think. I think it's. I think if I was to choose eighty percent, I would say there. I would say also that there's a, there's a, a weakness that's developing or becoming more apparent, and that is the speed of the center backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think that they have been exposed now a couple times. Uh, Steve Birnbaum will be coming back. Steve Birnbaum is not super fast either. He's fine. He's faster than Briant. Uh, he's probably similarly fast as heinz like. Uh, but I do think that if you're looking to play that way, I think that's a place you're susceptible, and maybe finding a center back that potentially has a little bit more of a youthful skill set. Maybe Donovan Pines, perhaps. Yeah. Were he to recover, maybe that's maybe that's how you fix that. But striker, overwhelmingly uh, through these games, Perez, Perez notwithstanding, I think if Perez scores three goals as your fourth fourth string forward, he's had a great season. Um, but yeah. I don't think uh, 10 to 15 obviously I think is well beyond but if he if he can just contribute and when he's called upon play with that energy fantastic
0: yeah and and I think I think you'll you'll get some moments uh you'll get some moments out of him this year um it, it, you know certainly we, we saw it uh, he 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 maybe is maybe a, a touch slower to to get that jump uh, on that maybe he has a goal to go with his uh to go with his with his assist um, so, you know, I think, I think we were, I was, I was kind of paying attention to, to Ola Kamara. Um, I am, I am going to go ahead and say, I think Ola Kamara is going to be gone this summer. I, I think this is, he is getting spot starts and now you have Adrian Perez clearly fitting in better. Uh, yes, uh, Kamara had the goal, uh, I guess had the goal against Columbus, but other than that, uh, he's been really much a non-factor in his sub, sub appearances has not been active, uh, has not been involved. Um, it sounds like this team, it, and it may not be Ola, Ola's, Ola's necessarily fault this time around. It just seems this team is going a, a very different direction. And uh, Ola doesn't look like to be a part of it. I will say, I, I do want to see, um, before we completely say, yes, we need a striker. Uh, I do want to see maybe what Jordi Reyna can bring to this team. Um, I and I Bertha. And Roberto <laughs> as well, uh, but Jordi Reyna especially. I I, I kind of look at Perez and I'm thinking, you know, Jordi Reyna can potentially fill that role. He's he's a very energetic type of attacker. He's not a pure striker, uh, but you know, in in this day and age, sometimes you don't even need a pure striker. Sometimes you just need a you need a a system that's going to work better. Uh, so I I do I do I am curious to see to see on the link uh polipino says i like right now on the wing uh maybe but um i think perez we all thought was going to be on the wing and he looks very very good sort of in that in that top top uh the top spot so um let's uh let's talk about the other player who i think really has just blown everybody away and that's moses Nyman. uh give me give me some of your thoughts on him on his play
1: yeah, I mean, I think he's as advertised uh, for the most part. His range of passing, his ability with the ball, uh, th- I think continues. Still, there's some uh, some of the criticism about around him is speed of decision making and uh, his his the reaction time defensively in the midfield. Always being sort of a he uses speed to make up uh, his sort of like failure to recognize a move going on. Uh, but I think overall, he's the he's been the best, most consistently solid performer on the team. His range of passing opens up opportunities that uh other defensive midfielders do not and it's it's more obvious when he's subbed out or, or or moved off the field uh but he's he's certainly the most the most likely to be uh to be sold i think we saw that on Twitter sort of conversations around that he's he is the most interesting to to overseas teams i would imagine and he's getting a great opportunity to spotlight right now
0: yeah, he is, and it, and I, I don't know I don't know if you bench him because he was taken off in that Orlando game and, and the things kind of slowed down a little bit. I felt for the team; they didn't quite have that that passing range and passing ability. And he had a really nice play, I think, to Areola, uh, who Areola hit a hard shot kind of near post. Um, but uh, I mean, he was he he. It's incredible to me. What's been more impressive to me is each game he seems like he picks up something new. He gets a little bit better. Uh, maybe it it shows me that he is uh, he's paying attention in training. He's paying attention to what what Lasada is directing him to do. And those are all good qualities for a young player. If you can pick up this game really quickly, you're going to start starting games, and, and that opens up that opens up some opportunities. So he's been he he has been absolutely fantastic. He's been as good as advertised. We've seen a lot of a lot of young players come through. Um, and, and, and they, sometimes they are okay. Sometimes they're, they fall apart. They kind of fade away. Maybe we'll get a couple sparks. Uh, but, the, but he's been, he's been as good as advertised and he's been, uh, maybe even better than that. So, uh, I think his timeline has accelerated from where we thought he was to where he is now. So um, yeah, for sure. All right. Any, 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 what else? Uh, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. I directed the conversation. Now I'll let you direct. over,
1: over our, over our good game or just in general, we, let,
0: let, let's, let's we're kind of touching on the bad game. Maybe we're just kind of like, you know, dipping into it. Just, you know, it's a, a it's very free form. It's like jazz right now. (laughs) Uh,
1: John Kempin had an opportunity to play two games in a row. Uh, Obviously got the clean sheet in the Chicago game. Uh, Did not get the clean sheet in the Orlando game. However, uh, I think, I think he's acquitted himself. Well, I think he looks decent. Um, His distribution is okay. Shot, shot, shot stopping pretty good. Certainly. uh, I think he's, already made obviously more of an impact than Earl Edwards did he had more of opportunities um I don't think there's too much more to say on that I think he's I think he's fine I think Bill Bill Hamid should be back he was rumored to be back and available this last for this Sunday game he was not so hopefully we're we're nearing the real real close uh for Hamid to, to return a goal cuz I think that will make a big difference uh yeah. for this team even even without sharpness I think even just just his skill set right off the bat I'm I'm excited to see what that means for our defense
0: yeah I I am I am I am too. I'm excited to see just maybe some of those, you know, I I think we look at maybe the, the Orlando goal. I think there was some discussion. Maybe Bill can save that I, I think, but what Bill gives you is opportunities. Maybe when you're struggling to finish, he has an ability to make a save that, that keeps you in a game or keeps you alive or keeps, you know, maybe saves three points for you. Uh, and right now, I think that team has been this team has been sort of missing that. Um, and you know, there were there were you know, it, it was not all uh, uh, a bub- bubble gum and sunshine for the the Chicago game. There there was they they very much could have had Chicago. I think there was a couple, at least one shot off the post, um, yep. <clears throat> a lot of other things that sort of made you say, made you worried. Uh, but they, you know, they still I thought generated chances uh, defensively. I think when we're talking about the center defense. I think a lot of this does have to do with the fact that the team is literally you, your center defending parent has played literally every game. You've had Brilliant, Alfaro, maybe the horror slots in there, but basically it's been Brilliant, yep. Alfaro, and uh and uh um uh Heinzeich yeah. Yeah, for three games. And with the style that DC's trying to play, yes, they're defense, so they don't maybe they aren't as bombing forward as they are. Um but you know, I, I I guess the most important thing is that you know this team is, regardless of, and, we'll, and I think maybe we'll transition here to to the to the to the one zero uh, to to the one zero loss. John doing an advertisement there.
1: <laughs> it's because we lost, I'm I'm drinking the, uh, an adult beverage.
0: There you go. Let's uh, let, let's talk. Let's, let's let's get into some bad. Uh, let's get into the 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 Orlando goal, which. Was a a sort of a a failure, I guess, of the of the press. Uh, they were not able to sort of press sort of early on. Long ball over the top. Uh, both Alfaro, Brilliant, and Hinzike. I, I am not quite sure what they were doing. Um, I think I, I watched that go on. I think I see Skundrich uh, kind of like the one challenging the ball, doing what he's yep. supposed to do, yep. and Brilliant and Alfaro are just kind of like bracing for the shot, um, which is I I have a feeling that. When they watch tape, that's going to be brought to the center defensive pairing, and and that's going to be uh, Lasada saying, "Don't do that. Stop that. Don't don't ever do. I don't want, ever want to see that again because that was bad. I mean, this was. A, I think this was the first time we've seen the defense really kind of fall apart. This is the first goal I've seen where I'm like, they really could have done better. That that really could have been hundred percent better. Um, I think
1: there were a couple. I think San Jose gave us a couple of those opportunities. Sure, but on the whole, sure. on the whole, I would say that's correct. This was a this was a systematic. And personal failure of the well, defense. I,
0: I guess. I guess. Yeah, it was the team effort of the failure. It was yep. three defenders, clearly both equally, in my opinion, at fault, and it was sort of a team, uh, a team, a team failure um, in that regard. So, um, but uh, I guess a one very much, you know, one one good thing we did get to see uh, Kevin Paredes came on the field um, at halftime. Um, I thought he started a little rough. I think there were some misplayed passes, uh, but he did show he did sort of grow into the game, and that and that was that was good to see. I think he got settled. I think it's you know his first game back of the year. Maybe there was a little bit of jitters. It's been it was, eight months eight since months. He's played yeah, eight months. So I, I thought he eventually got it together. He showed some skills. He showed some promise. Um, again, I, I guess you know the the most important thing I think this year has shown, and why I think I am very much like on Lasada's bandwagon, is we are getting performances. Guys like Alfaro, Skundrich, and Perez, and, uh, you know, Paredes, and some other players as well. We're getting performances from players that were not even on our radar this year. We were not even thinking about them being major impact players. We had, we hadn't even signed uh, Skundrich yet. We hadn't even signed Drew. Uh, he was playing with Loudon yet. So I think that's been sort of the most important thing to glean. Yes, the, the results aren't there yet, but the what you're seeing of of him able to sort of raise the game of players that that a lot of them are castoffs from from other teams or players that were cut so um
1: yeah I, i'm I, still I, very much looking forward to this team with its actual chosen roster on the field i think that i am i you know we have to do the podcast week by week and we have to analyze the games but i think that it's such a miscarriage of not necessarily of justice but of of, of real analysis to, to try to say what is this team what does it need? What changes need to be made? Is the system working until that's actually the case? Uh, yeah. Obviously, some some are coming back into the fold. Uh, Ariola getting a start is the beginning of that. I think there are some other elements. But if you look at the bench on the game uh, uh, on Sunday, that is what you imagine the starting lineup would, would have been. But that you know we had two games in a week, but also there's been lack of performance in some of those players. Jamil Assad is the one we keep, beating up on back and forth but for good reason because our expectations are high and they're not being met at the moment um i think that there's so much more season to play i do i do think that it should be clear that at least to me my money that i put on mls cup champions dc united is gone that's FanDuel. FanDuel has taken that and has reallocated it it's 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 just not it's not there yet and i don't think it's going to be uh but the 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 tr- the trend is right the, the the philosophy is right the tempo is not right yet but it's it's improving uh, and I think that changes with players that are fit and able to do what what uh, what is being asked of them but I don't know I'm just not I don't get stressed I don't get stressed over these results right now and as I think let's talk about I mean we can go into the specifics but I think I think overall game state Orlando come o- Orlando getting ahead betterly and then basically resorting to uh, as, you know, as Arnon was saying, like really not playing football, just sort of just sort of saying that this is the, you know, we're going to hold on. We're, we're going to be negative. We're going to be we're going to neutralize the attack. And that's going to be fine. We're going to get results and come and get us. We're going to sit back against you, let you have the ball, it, which you commented on Twitter is like that's a first for this season where United has been they've been they've given the ball to United and said, here you go. Do what you want with it there, kid. What are we going to do? It, you gonna try to it, score?
0: And if if that is that is one thing, if there's any criticism, I mean there are criticisms. There, there there are flaws to any formation, any tactics. I'm not saying that pressing is the ultimate way to do it, but the one big big flaw of a pressing team is when you have when you go up against a team that is defensively sound enough that they say, "Go ahead, take the ball. We're just going to sit back. We're gonna we're going to hit you on the counter. We're gonna we're gonna do do uh you know we're gonna." you know, do all the things that, you know, we're going to just defend, defend, defend. Uh, and DC, I mean, still had chances in this game. Paul Arriola, I think, had a shot blocked. Uh, Perez nearly gets on the end uh, and, uh, and sort of fouls the keeper. Um, so, I mean, there there were opportunities for the team. I think Grussell even had a really nice ball uh, that really should have found the foot of some DC attacker. But, I mean, I think that that is the one weakness, I guess you could say, of a of a pressing team is when a team is good enough to defend you and gives you the ball, and suddenly you have you you, you have time to think, and sometimes that's dangerous when you're not just go 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 go, uh, especially when that's how you're built, and that's not a comfortable style to play. I think we saw it a lot with the Red Bulls when they lost games, particularly the playoffs, when they had a team that was just like here, you guys take the ball, you guys we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna really press you, we're not gonna really attack you, we're gonna sit back, we're gonna play a low block, uh, you you figure out how to break us down. Um, so I, that that is one thing to watch is when you do have a team that does that, can can the press probably come up and, and, and actually take take advantage of the situation?
1: Yeah, and then like you said, well, that's good because uh, I'm sure we've got an easy game coming up here this next week. And, oh, no, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia comes to town uh, this Sunday. Uh, who I don't believe they're clicking quite on all cylinders as they were previously last year, but uh, also... It will be interesting to see what the game plan is against uh, against Philly. I, I do think it will, you know... Uh, I think the Orlando fans are giving a lot of stick to, you know, anyone related to D.C., even people that cover the team uh, that don't work for the team. Uh, but basically, talking about Hernan's comments about, like, you know, there, that's a way to win the game, but that's not a way I'd want to win the game. And that's not a, that's not a style of play you're gonna, ever going to see D.C. United play. So part of me thinks that the results part of me, the results oriented like wanting to go and get in the playoffs and win part, it says, is that maybe naive of, of, of a of a, disp- of a disposition uh, I, and, and thinking maybe there are no absolutes and that, yes, I prefer to play this way, but sometimes a little bit of any ball gets you results. As long as that's not your default mode of operation, I think there's something to that. But then the other part of me, the romantic part of me says, soccer is an entertainment thing. Uh, and he's about making sure that these games are fun and enjoyable to watch and evocative to supporters and to neutrals and that's what he's been charged to do. So maybe he means that and maybe he won't move off that for the for the three years that he's here. What, what were your thoughts when you heard that sort of, I don't know, ph- philosophy being put into action?
0: My, my, my thoughts are right now, we're not we're not talking about this team being an MLS cup contender, we are talking about this team trying to trying to learn learn how to coach once to play and learn a system. For right now, I am hundred percent on board with trying to to learn the system and also hundred percent believing that if if it ever came down to it and Hernan is facing a, a playoff decider and his team is up one-nothing with 15 minutes to go. Uh, And he doesn't see an avenue where his team can attack and maybe get that second goal that maybe he employs some tactics. I think right now he is looking, I I need to get this team to understand my system on how I want to play games when we are, when, when, when when you remove everything else from the equation, you, you remove, you know, any sort of scenarios. I want them to play my style, my system, because they need to learn it. And I need to know also who can play my system because I I, I did not choose this team. I'm I'm using I am <laughs> using a lot of used used parts and and parts I didn't choose, and I have to figure out how to make this a running vehicle. But I, I want to make I want to see if any of these players can can do what I can do. And I think he's found some guys. I think you know Flores has has shown well. Oh, there goes my camera. And Ariola does well. Uh, and some other players have have also done well. But um, I think he's learning a lot of that, so um, I I I am okay right now. I I think it's 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 okay for him to say things like that, and I do not buy that if he's facing a situation where his team can win a trophy or advance in a tournament that he would that he would suddenly say nope, I'm playing my system regardless.
1: I think you're right. I think it's academic at this exact moment, and uh, they're not in a position like you said from a from a player uh, availability perspective. It's just words right now. He's just talking. It doesn't actually ma- <laughs> that part doesn't actually matter. So I think I think you're right. And you know it's early, right? We've already got two wins on the season, which is more than the team. It's as much as the team in second place, third place, fourth place. So um, I'm not worried. Uh, Philadelphia has uh, a goal differential of zero. Uh, they've scored as many as we have, but unfortunately, we've conceded twice as many. <laughs> so the 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 uh, game in San Jose really uh, really hitting our our goal differential in a way that we don't like. Seven and seven we're ahead of, those of Columbus and Seven of those stupid. goals
0: are from two games and three of them are yep. own goals though. So let's I, I did see that number and I went, ooh, that doesn't that doesn't pop or look good. And then you kinda again, I think with this team, and part of my frustration with and with some of the national media is that there's a lot of there's a lot of like generalization about the team. I think a lot based on the scoreboard and a lot based on other things. And I'm like, but if you actually watch the games, it's not that bad. And It really hasn't been that bad. They've been pretty much competitive in every game. They've shown more, and and, and I, I give credit to a guy like um, like Matt Doyle. His article actually seemed to be the first recognition that hey, this team does have something here. It may it's going to take a minute, but they have something. So
1: um, I'm excited to play Miami on the road following Philadelphia. I would I think that's our chance for first points on the road. Uh, Miami has a very leaky defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Iguain brothers, unfortunately, are goal machines, including the one that we <laughs> that we uh, we he started no times, and uh, that was a, that was a funny stat I saw when he scored uh, the last game he played. It was his first start since 2019 or something with Columbus, and I was like, wait, he played here, and then I was like, oh yeah, never mind. He got about 11 minutes. That's 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 why that happened. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're we're in the same place. Uh, I think there are lots of places to improve. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, we're getting healthy. I was very excited to see Ariola in the field. I think he's getting his sharpness back. You, you commented on Twitter. Go ahead.
0: I I heard some fans being a little, uh, from, from somewhere else that were being a little down on his performance. And I felt like, uh, I had the exact opposite. I I actually thought in the, of course the second game, I think it was kind of hard. The team was kind of not really committing to the press. They were trying to protect a, a one, nothing lead, um, Against uh, against Chicago, but I thought in the second game he pushed forward a lot. I, I was kind of surprised to see him in that wingback position, but he pushed a lot more forward in that position um, than I think you, you saw from Julian Gressel or uh, or even Adrian Perez or some other players. Now again, the team was also behind, so maybe that necessitates that a little bit. Uh, but I, I I thought there was a lot uh, a lot of good, I guess I saw from him in that second, like a lot of liveliness and a lot of an ability to connect. Uh, with guys like Flores and Perez, did you have the same opinions, or are you were you maybe not as high on him? On
1: that no, I was aside? pleased. I was pleased, and I think you commented too. It'll be nice to see him and Gressel on the field, mm-hmm. in the same on the same side of the field, and see what sort of what result they can put together. Yeah, I was I was I was pleased with it. I I continue to put Ariola as a goal scorer on my bets because I just feel like he's he wants it a lot, but I feel mm-hmm. like his role. This time he was a little bit more forward, but I think he's not going to be taking that many shots. I should stop doing that. That's just money I'm laying on fire.
0: <laughs> hey man, it's good man. You you had the I saw the plus, the plus thousand on Perez score, and I'm like, that's a good bet to take.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one is fine. That one's well, they, fine. Uh- Ardilla was like second, like second most likely to score on the team. I was like, I feel like I'm a sucker taking these odds. I, 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 uh,
0: I found it funny because I, I saw that. And I was like, oh, I'm jumping on that. Like five bucks. Yeah. I'll put that down. And then it, it, I think some, someone from FanDuel got a hold of the starting lineup. Oh, he's starting. Let's half that. And so it was like plus yeah. 400 when I got there. But still, I, I don't think that was a, a bad bet. It just doesn't, doesn't. Sorry happen.
1: for all of you folks in Maryland who have heard us talk about sports. I've had, I've had three people message me like, hey, uh, how do I how do I do this? And then I, they tell me they're from Maryland. I'm like, well, you move uh, is the way you do that. <laughs> That's the only way you're gonna be able to do that. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, I guess uh, we're at 8:59. Anything else? But kind of quickly, you want to tie tie on the Orlando game uh, or the Chicago game? You know, we've we've been touching on both. So um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I think that the Chicago Fire are are very bad uh, as far as their finishing goes, and I think that they are. Uh, a doomed they're somewhat of a doomed franchise at the moment so that that's a that's a good win to get i i want us to beat every doomed franchise so when we play cincinnati that's three points uh when we yeah that's the only other really doomed franchise in the <laughs> east those are the those are the ones that i demand I mean, three points from
0: Mi- miami miami is a little bit I, I i think a little bit of a mess uh you know cf montreal i'm not really impressed much i think they're kind of like your 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 basic team um red bull they had or, a good or, they,
1: i i am i'm ruined by their first game of the season it's given me a little bit of a, a feeling that they're better than they are when they beat uh toronto but yeah toronto
0: toronto Toronto's struggling as well they got a two nothing win over over columbus but uh, i think i think all those all those uh tr- canadian teams are going to struggle while they have right. to play kind of outside of their normal confines um
1: you see carlos hill uh signed an extension with New England this weekend? Signed a 3-year 3-year extension? I did not. I did Good for not. them. I think New I think New England is is the business. Um as much as it pains me to say, I, I thought in their game in their game with us, obviously they weren't they weren't really flying on all cylinders, but um I I don't mind watching them. I my the teams I watch from a neutral perspective are San Jose, and sometimes I'll watch New England because I think they have a lot of they have a lot of weapons that I want to see how they're going to do and uh, particularly in the offensive yeah, side.
0: That- that uh that uh Bruce Arena is a good coach. Uh, someone 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 uh, should keep an uh, eye arena. on Arena. He's, he's got Arena. Arena, yeah. He's got he's got, <laughs> he's got he's got a real future with him. I can all, I can't I can't use that joke anymore. I already used it on our on our
1: New England interview. Anyway. You just keep using it. It's your joke. You keep use it as much as you want. Exactly.
0: Uh let's uh let's shift focus. Let's talk uh Washington Spirit now. Uh we got Spirit versus Orlando. They opened in Orlando, the NWSL season um a lot of uh, a lot of good opportunity a lot of good opportunities a lot of good play um i thought from from the sides uh uh Trinity Rodman had an excellent opportunity
1: uh that was
0: stopped by
1: uh shot it right right at Ashlyn harris yeah. unfortunately
0: i i kind of saw it and i was like oh just curl it around curl it around you've got the whole net like just all you got to do is just curl it around and
1: she had way more time than she wanted like the, the the seas parted and she was sitting there with the ball flat footed just like what what why do i have this <laughs> much time
0: you know she, yeah. she is su- she is such a but she is still such a fun player to watch and it's and it's really incredible. Uh, I I guess we should we should touch on the fact that Rose Lavelle is is turning is returning to to uh, to NWSL to OL Reign. Obviously the team uh, the team sort of you, traded sort of they they really did the sort of like process like traded for futures like you know paid her salary. I think they got an extra hundred k in allocation money. Uh, look, if if Rose Lavelle goes out and plays twenty, thirty games for for Earl Rain, uh, Spirit are going to look pretty pretty bad. Uh, yep. But considering the talent that they've sort of gotten around him, and that talent, you know, has played more than three or four games, uh, which I I love Rose. Rose is an incredibly talented player but she was never at, she, she, she did hardly anything for, for, for the spirit. Um, and, and she, she did arrive at a bad time for the spirit. It was sort of a transitional year, but she also didn't, you know, make the field and and she really should have. So, um,
1: I don't know. I, I think about this team with her in it. I think about particularly with Bailey oh, yeah. Feist going out. Good Lord. I, I, so I think that, you know, using the process, I think is a good way to describe it. Like. The converse is, it's good they got something because in a normal universe, in a non-U.S. soccer universe, they would have owned the player and would have sold. Or either, it would have either loaned her to Man City or sold her and made real remuneration as the Golden Ball winner or, or you know as one of the top women's players in the world. Versus what they got, which is essentially peanuts that they have to use internally as a as a roster mechanism.
0: Well, well I, I mean, I not, it's not
1: peanuts, It's not peanuts when you look at the, yeah. the, the 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 salary cap proportionally. It's not. But if you were If you were to say, as a business owner, as like the owner of the spirit, and you wanted to own the player and sell the player and make millions of dollars like the actual value of the player, I mean, I don't, it's hard to say what the, you know, market value, women's soccer is still as as far as market value, is somewhat opaque and the money is not necessarily following the talent proportional to what they actually, anyway, that's a down the road thing. Rose's, Rose's first game back is apparently her first game eligible back will be to play against the spirit, which is garbage. (laughs) And I hate that, <laughs> but that is apparently true. But let's, let's talk about the spirit players who are still here. So yes. uh, the, the lineup was interesting from a, from a perspective of what formation are we playing here? Uh, we went back to four in the back. Richie Burke continues to sort of oscillate between where he'd like the team to be uh, and where the team is and what the team's ready to do. Uh, Paige Nielsen and Sam Staub had their first opportunity to play together since last year. Sam Stobb has been rehabbing an injury, so it was great to see her back. She played well. Um, but it was a very defensive setup. Ashley Hatch, Yuki, Yuki Nagasato both started on the bench. Um, so it was a, it was an interesting start off. Uh, but, you know, the, I, I was sort of talking through the game in, in general. Uh, Sayori Takarada, who had played mostly in defense, had played center back for the Spirit for, I believe, three of the the Challenge Cup games, and for two of them looked very lost, and then the third one, after I mentioned in the press box, she was amazing and just like played like World Cup-level center back. But either way, Richie recruited her to play forward, play up towards the attack, so she got her first chance to do that. She only played 45 minutes, not because she was pulled off because she was playing poorly, but because she ran out of legs because she had been playing center back, and it's a lot harder to run uh, up there than it is to play center back. But uh, she she looked really good. She combined very well with the other offensive players. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Ashley Hatch play with her. Obviously, they didn't get to because they subbed for one another. But I think that will be interesting to watch. Um, Emily Sonnet uh, sort of paired with, with Andy in the midfield. Andy getting to play more of an advanced role, which I think is where Coach sees her being uh, more useful, particularly, again, with Rose Lavelle no longer being here, with Bailey Feist being injured, trying to find that two-way midfielder that can provide a bit more of an offensive spark. Andy has that skill set. Um, so that was, that was interesting to watch Kelly O'Hara, who is not fully recovered, getting any opportunity to play. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough one to call cause it's very early right now. Uh, but I think that the two national team players, uh, O'Hara and Sana are not quite in sync fully with the team. And I think part of that is part of that is timing based, but also I'm curious from a style perspective, how they're, how they're going to fully fit in. They're obviously both very technical and talented players. Um, but, uh, I think you saw Tegan McGrady has a much better understanding of her teammates when she came in for Kelly O'Hara on the left side. Um, so I think maybe that's just a matter of time and wondering what the summer looks like and if there's any international duty that will pull them away, which often and always there is. Um, but yeah, I, I think from the first half perspective, uh, you would have it seemed very evenly matched. I think that they gave up a lot of opportunities to the pride that we're not necessarily build up opportunities but we're taking advantage of slow center backs Paige Paige nielsen strong as she may be uh is susceptible to being run by on a track meet but you know alex morgan and sydney larue are not your average forwards they're very they're very good so not not maybe the worst thing to get to get uh to be turned into a traffic cone by alex morgan um did you have any did you have any sort of takeaways in the first half not,
0: not, not a not a whole lot. I know Cindy Rue had a couple had a couple chances. Um, I thought you know it, it, it's tough to play against those two players. Cindy Theroux is not a national team figure, but she's still an incredibly talented player. Uh, Alex Morgan, of course, is coming back, uh, coming back sort of into the fold after after having a kid and uh, kind of trying to get herself back back into back into the swing of things. Um, I mean, we could talk about. I I, I will admit I was I was. I was a little busy. I was trying half watching the game. I watched like the first 15 minutes. Then I had stuff I had to do. Uh, and then I kind of came back and watched. I was able to watch like most of the second. So I probably have more like thoughts on the second half than I do on the, than I do on the first half.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think too, Marta was not hugely impactful on the game. I thought mm-hmm. they, I thought she was well managed. I think Richie obviously had her first on the board as far as what are, what are we making sure that doesn't beat us? Uh, and I think, I think for the most part they did that. Second half. Uh, one one change at the halftime. Ashley Hatch coming on for Takarada. Rodman moved out to the wing. Uh, Rodman was much more dangerous in the first uh, sort of playing on by her by herself. I thought, I thought, I thought uh, that was not she was not really as combining as well in the second half as she did in the first half. By my take, um, but I think that that is her natural position. And Ashley Hatch needs to be on the field for now. Uh, they don't have a player that, that has her skill set otherwise. I think her Harris and Rodman have a very complimentary style in that they're but well, not complimentary, duplicative, but in a positive way. They're like the Bash brothers. They're both tall, they're strong, uh, they're they, other defenders don't want to mess with them in the box. <laughs> and and it was there was some there were some times where that was obvious uh, early in the in the second half. I,
0: I thought I thought I thought they also they had kind of like I, I thought um uh Rodman was very good in the first half. Sort of waned a little bit in the second half. I thought Sanchez had kind of a rough start to the game again.
1: Every uh, time,
0: yeah. She she it, it's almost. I I don't know what it is like. So I feel like I feel like what's what's funny is I feel like with Rodman, I want Rodman to do more because I think when she's dribbling at players or where she's going at players. She's she's very successful, but then when she tries to combine or, or maybe makes a pass, I think that's some little bit of you know younger players. Sanchez, I think I see Sanchez try to try to do everything herself, and I'm like just just make that pass, just make that 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 simple pass, or you know maybe try to find space because you're 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 losing possession. Uh, but it, when it does work, and she had another excellent opportunity uh, that that was saved. Uh, that was saved. Um, so uh, you know, the second half, I thought she got a lot better. She kind of got more into the game. She was combining a lot better. I think she has the run that then uh, plays the ball to, and I can't remember who actually has the assist. Uh, Tori Tori Huster. Tori Huster. Huster. She plays the ball to Tori Huster. So that, so that was really good. She she and that's like I see those moments and I'm like just just do those types of things. You're really good at it. You can do you ha- you have that vision. Um, she drives me cra-
1: She drives me crazy. I think that they should tell her in the beginning of games that it's the second half already, and then weirdly they're getting to play extra time uh because every game I have watched her play in in twenty twenty one, uh it is it is a matter of getting started in the second half and then having the 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 you know having the bull by the horns there. It drives me bananas crazy. Um so I think we're gonna we're gonna move off of the spirit for a second and talk uh talk loud united, I believe. Yes. Um but we'll we'll come back. There's still some spirit I wanna I wanted to, to get to but what's 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 pivot there. Uh As John
0: tries to get in. But we got Loud United. I think they are. They are. Do they play this weekend? They play tomorrow, my friend. Actually, don't know.
1: I would like to unmute. I was muted. Uh, Yeah. No, they play tomorrow against the Red Bulls. Hi, Adam. Oh, wow. Hi, you're in space. You're in space and you're muted.
2: Hey. uh, There we go.
1: Thanks for thanks for joining us i'm i'm wearing i'm wearing your uh, your colors and kit in honor I appreciate
2: of your... The, i appreciate the effort of course We've got the Loudon stampede uh shirt here the first and at the moment only supporters group uh are the ones who helped us launch this uh podcast among other things we're still working on the whole soccer booleanism thing down in northern virginia yeah. but we're getting there.
1: Yeah, well, 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 you know, it's it's training wheels. You're, you'll get there. It's it's for for now. It's just about getting some people to show up and <laughs> yeah. wave a flag. So, just as on the top, let's talk about uh, you know, what what podcasts you guys do and and do an ad for it here
2: at the top before we get before sure we start thing. Uh, the short version: we are two loud Adams because it turns out that there are quite a few people named Adam in the supporters group. There's me, Adam and Delavitz, and my co-host uh, Adam Davis, who has I think written a couple of. Uh, pieces for uh, RFK refugees website. And uh, with two of us, uh, we decided while we were, you know, during the COVID uh, quarantine times, playing playing along to the, uh, you know, while the team was still trying to figure out what the schedule was, we were sharing clips of uh, the various players that had signed with the team and a few academy kids that had joined. And we were like, well, he we seemed to know a lot, at least about this stuff. I had my research skills; he had his uh, communication skills, I'm like, hey, well, let's do a podcast together. And uh, yeah, and about uh, one year, and well, going into our second year, here we are.
1: There you um, go. So make sure you're subscribed to them. They have a Patreon, all those, all those great things. So check that out.
2: Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the actual podcast itself on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you can. You listen to podcasts now. We we spread out, and you know, and if you find it in your heart to donate to our Patreon, the money's all going back into uh, making the podcast better.
1: There you go. So uh, let's uh, let's get started here talking about Loudon's first home game. Uh, we there was unfortunately another game that occurred, a game in which Loud United set a USL record, I believe, or at least top three for most shots uh, in a game. Unfortunately, only converting one of them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so what I think what's fleshed the Miami game because it was weird and we'll just we'll just pretend it's not, you know, it's game two. Um, So let's let's talk about how, how loud United is looking. You know, you get an opportunity to see the roster. Uh, you did not have an opportunity to see Drew Skundrich in a loud United jersey because he didn't wear one and, yeah. and won't.
2: <laughs> but uh, it was a bit of a heartbreaker. But at the same time, you know, I feel good for him. You know, not only getting signed to the uh, the mothership in uh, D.C., but literally starting the day after he was signed.
1: And then again, so clearly he's got a clearly the coach has a, a warm feelings about him. But so uh, yeah. talk about the roster. How, how are you feeling? Obviously, last year was an unmitigated disaster on a bunch of fronts, but also from a USL performance perspective. How are you feeling about the way the roster is uh, shaped up this year?
2: You do not mince words. I do not. But, yeah, that's the uh, thing. There was a lot of turnover, but I suppose that's, you know, kind of comes with the territory when you're uh, talking about Loudon being at that uh, tier of soccer. We, you know, there were a handful of bright spots. We got uh, Cairo Amustafa, who's uh, the uh, young Nigerian player who's uh, returned for this season and was the uh, so far the sole goal scorer. He's great on really fast, great on the wings barely catch him when he has the ball at his feet and he's uh one of the few one of the few goals well he's currently the only goal scorer this season but uh we uh, you know he's a great offensive weapon and if uh dc didn't already lock up all the international slots he might have had a shot with uh, making the roster too and uh going down the list a little bit we've got uh sammy sergey who's uh uh, kind of the hometown hero born and raised uh, here in Ashburn. He was a bit uh, over, overconfident, over eager during the game. A lot of shots that went over the bar and one back heel that hit the corner. It would have been an amazing golazzo if that went in.
1: Well, yeah, but, he, uh, if you don't try, I don't, you don't get so.
2: Yeah. It's a, but yeah, he, he, as long as he can uh, calm down and put his shots all under the bar, I think he'll be fantastic, but you know, uh still waiting for him to get there and uh we've also got some other returnees and jeremy gore who uh on one hand he uh uh verbally uh committed to nc state uh, whenever they get their uh program back together probably uh next semester but uh, for the time being he's still on the team he's doing a decent job uh Playing down here, and apparently DC even has their eye on him, though nothing uh, formal yet. Last I heard,
1: yeah, he, he and Adam Lungard are the two players that are, uh, to my knowledge, college commits that are. They get a couple yeah. weeks and months with him. Talk to me about uh, Cudi Pietro. He came in uh Ooh. with his with his pants on fire in the Miami game, <laughs> but also I think in general he is a player that this team will have to rely on for some offensive creativity, uh oh, yes. and he just has to stay on the field, has to stay healthy, and has to you know, contribute. What do you, what do you think about him?
2: TKD, man. He was another one of the few bright spots of uh, last year. He also scored the first uh, non-penalty kick goal that we had, if I remember correctly uh last year and when a one Oh, uh victory over none other than the New York red bulls too, believe it or not. But yeah, when he's, uh, when he, he's uh the closest thing we've got to a number 10 on this team, I'd say when he's got the ball at his feet, he can make things happen. And the, def- the enemy defense has to take notice of him, even if he doesn't score off.
1: Right. That is his preferred position, he told us, when he interviewed on the show. But also that Ryan Martin has played him in four other positions as well. So <laughs> hopefully he gets to settle somewhere. Ted, go ahead. You had a question? Of course.
0: Yeah. I, I did want to ask about Giovanni uh, Boulevard, uh, obviously the guy we loaned, that uh, DC loaned down. Uh, obviously, obviously just one game, which took me by surprise, which is why I was confused. I was like, they play like I didn't see anything. And like, I like, and like, I can't believe a team would go 16 games without playing, but apparently that's, that's the USL. Uh, but what, how did sort of Boulevard look in that, in that first game, uh, in, in, in your mind?
2: I mind, I think he, uh, showed up, did a pretty good job, um, helping to facilitate a lot of plays, even took a few cracks at goal himself. Um, you know, he didn't, uh, didn't do anything particularly bad. Didn't do anything super exciting. He did his, the job that uh, was expected. And, uh, Hoping to see more of it. Sorry if that sounds a bit non-committal, but uh. after
1: after ninety minutes, I think that's probably about as confident yeah. as you could be. Uh, yeah. Loud United' uh, key problem with them is that they concede a lot of goals. Their defense is uh, well. There's a couple problems. Obviously, goal scoring not not entirely the, not entirely great, but defensively pretty leaky. They have, from my mind here, pretty much an entirely new backline except for uh, Timmy Meal or Mel. Timothy. No. Uh, other than that, Pancho, new other center back. Who's the, who's the who's the other center back in the partnership? At least in Miami,
2: um, there would probably be Wahab Akwe uh, from Ghana
1: and uh, a formerly of Richmond.
2: <laughs> formerly yeah, of Richmond, cool. you guys
0: ruined him. He scored an own goal. I'm blaming that on Loudon. You ruined him. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> tried
2: to you... take a he tried to take a stab at um, trying to take a stab as at Delcampo. No, not Delcampo. Uh, De Silva was uh, streaking down the side after uh, he kind of. Uh, kind of burned pancho but he did uh, you massacred. tried to take a stab at him at it and unfortunately stabbed it into the near side past uh jay ford uh. but ma- uh, look how they've massacred
0: yeah. my boy look at what I they've know. done sorry
2: <laughs> it's okay <laughs> But aside from that I honestly thought that the defense did a pretty good job. Yes, I know. And aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, right. how did you enjoy it? Right. Well,
1: Miami some Miami was sort of in the please stop hitting me mode after the second goal. Loudon now Loudon really turned the heat on, which is what you would assume they would want to do at two nothing down. And after the red That's, card. The red card I yeah. think probably the the key animating element for the for the change in uh
2: Yeah, after Labe got a uh, red card 14 minutes into the match. Uh I thought okay, here it goes. We're pouring on the goals now and uh well, we did pour on the shots, but uh, credit where credit is due, their, uh, their keeper, Sparrow, with the 80s hair and the porn stash, he just, whenever he had to make a save, he just kept finding ways to be there, or the defense kept finding ways to be there. He did. Just incredibly frustrating.
1: So Red Bulls to a team, I believe one of the few wins that Loudon had you last year was against New York at the beginning of the season. Does I remember that correctly? Was, okay.
2: The uh, TKD scoring that uh, goal. That was a way,
1: it was a way up in wherever they're playing and not Harrison. They're playing someplace that's that looked like a high school, like a, like a community rec center type thing.
2: Usually. Yeah. Uh, though I think at that time they were borrowing uh, the Red Bulls, uh, usual stadium in uh, New Jersey.
1: So, uh, Obviously, it's early to make predictions. It's very hard, too, to assess other MLS two sides. But Red Bulls, too, has always been a, a good performer in the championship, former former champion. Uh, I'm not sure multiple times, but at least once. Uh, how are you, you know, what's your level of confidence going into this game uh, with both the history that this team has had with it and also Red Bulls' general uh, competency in, in, in a USL?
2: Well, from what I've seen this year, Red Bulls seems to be struggling a bit. They're currently at... Uh... Oh one and two or oh two and one, excuse me. Uh two losses, one draw. Um they've got some uh I guess they got a little bit of talent in uh with uh Lacava uh being their main goal scorer and Egbo putting on his own show. But uh I think I'm pretty confident that Loudon will take what they saw at the Miami FC and they'll be able to bounce back. whether they do it with this, I think they'll you know largely keep this similar uh starting lineup whether or not we see uh a few new faces on the bench is uh up in the air
1: yeah that's been that's another thing to, to i mean i don't know if that's usl general but uh i think loudon probably last year and the year before even like having consistent lineups year, week to week seemed impossible there were there were weeks yes. where there was just a new guy signed and then he'd be
2: starting um He's like Isamura Shiru, who was uh this academy kid from the uh, ivory coast that none of us saw coming until he popped up on the starting lineup said did an okay job
1: it's a challenge to it's a challenge to uh <laughs> to, to know what's going to happen particularly for sure anyway uh so prediction We'll do a prediction for this week and then just a general prediction over under <laughs> uh let's see 30 point, how many games are they playing this year it's a full season. It's a full slate, right?
2: It's a full season. So I think it was like 26, 27. All so right.
1: So over under for the points on the season is 30. So a little bit over a point per game. That's actually, that's way too easy. All right. 25, <laughs> 25 points. So prediction for tomorrow and then over under 25 points on the season.
2: <laughs> prediction for tomorrow. I'm thinking that uh, Loudon turns the tide and we get a 2-1 victory with uh with Cudi Pietro and uh uh let's say Samake gets a lucky one. Why not?
1: I like it. All right, now 25 points. Is that is that too rich?
2: Ooh, the over under on 25, huh?
1: This is basically guess... a gambling podcast now, so I have to I have to do <laughs> things in that way. But...
2: Yeah, it seems like a lot of pro sports they're just going all in on the yep. gambling uh dens now. That especially here in Virginia, you can just
1: Oh, I know. Do it oh, I know. <laughs>
2: Uh, and even Audi Field, I think they're uh, starting to build in a section of the uh, stadium for that. But anyways, uh, twenty five points. I'm just gonna be stupidly confident and take the over.
1: All right, all right, Ted. I think you and I are both in the under camp, right? Is that is that fair yeah, to say? I'm
0: not too, yeah. I'm not too, uh, not too, not too positive. I, 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 we'll see. I, I, I want, yeah. I want Loud and successful. I am, I am yeah. maybe slightly happy that the games are like on odd times because I can now actually like watch them without having to be distracted by like, other. yeah, the
1: weekday games are great for us. So I don't know if they're great for like fans. that are going to see the games, but for us who have weekends that are spent covering other teams, it's great to like you ensure us watching and being able to talk about this team on podcasts when it's a Tuesday, Wednesday game. So thanks USL headquarters for that.
2: Well, yeah. The next game, the home opener, is uh, tomorrow at seven p.m. against, uh, as you said, the New York Red Bulls. Too
1: get a ticket and a scarf for thirty dollars. Yes, yeah. And you get we don't get any kickback
2: did. on that, but and just you, you should and do you it. Get, and you get to watch them play the Red Bulls, which we all want to beat the Red Bulls. Yes. We all yep. want to do. And of course, and if you love us, join the Loudon Stampede. We could always.
1: I will. I will try to make it out there, and I will try to say uh, the ones
2: we've got right now.
1: I will try to say hello to you guys uh, next time I'm out there. But Adam. Thank you for joining us, and everybody, check out Too Loud Adams podcast and anywhere you can get a podcast, which is everywhere.
2: Thank, thanks for having me. Of course, and so. uh, of course, as always, stay loud and united. There you go. There
0: you go.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Peace. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> thanks, Adam.
0: All right, that was uh, that was good. I, I feel like uh, I I I I will admit that my uh, my knowledge of Loud and United is very much on the periphery. There's a lot of there's a lot of soccer I got to keep up with. Uh, and uh, they they also need to be a little more entertaining. Come on, <laughs> let's make, yeah, make, no, make it. Yeah, no, I fun. know for sure. Make it fun. I think <laughs> score
1: some goals. I think I think that that's that's possible for the amount of shots. Although having seventy five minutes with a man advantage is a a unique opportunity that will not repeat itself. One yeah. one assumes. And and, so and, let's get, and, and, and I
0: do and I do want you know I do want Loudoun United to be successful. I'm not I'm not being dismissive uh, because I want DC to continue with this. I, I think this uh, uh, having this USL team. Is a very very good thing, and I think it has helped uh, players like Donovan Pines, players like um, like Kevin Paredes, uh, Griffin Yao, sort of have an ability to sort of develop and grow. And we've talked about that yeah. a lot. So and Griffin
1: Griffin Yao probably the most among them, getting them getting yeah. the most opportunity down there. And you know, honestly, if he's fit and not getting opportunities here again, I feel like particularly with the way that sort of COVID restrictions are changing now. I think that they really should look to get him some opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say, you know, we're, we're, we're banging our old steel drum here about about that particular element. So uh, let's get back to the spirit real quick. Uh, I want to make sure we don't give them short shrift. Yep. Uh, this The second half uh, was uh, was a, a, probably more of the same, I would say, other than the spirit had a bit of the top hand uh, with the changes. Uh, a goal in the 77th minute, Ashley Hatch scores a header off of a, of a cross. You already mentioned that by Tori Huster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she got up, she got up real high, and that was a powerful header. That's really that's really where I see her as being really valuable for this team because she creates matchup problems for center backs uh, on other teams. She's her size creates a problem, and she's good in the air. Uh, I find that she, I find she's better in the air than with her feet in the in the eighteen in and around. So that's something I'm hoping that they give they they sort of gear that uh, towards getting the ball out wide and giving those opportunities for her to create matchups. The lead, last, the lead lasted <clears throat> uh, six minutes, I think. And it was another ball over the top. Basically, like you mentioned, Sydney LaRue almost scored uh, on a ball over the top on, and chipping the, key, the keeper, but Aubrey Bledsoe cleared her out on that. Uh, this time, Alex Morgan was able to be a little bit quicker uh, and got the ball in the net after the 84th. Yeah. I think after that, the game was relatively settled. I think both teams were okay with a goal. Um, Spirit were probably upset to have given up the lead, but once that happened... It was sort of like, all right, this, that probably plays out from a possession perspective, and and it's a fair split of the points. Yeah, is that and your read? I,
0: yeah, I mean, it was, at my opinion, fair. Fair result, one one on the road. I mean, you you want to get your draws on the road. Uh, you you win your home games. You get you get draws on the road, and maybe you sneak a win here or there. Um, I, th- I think I think the opinion of this team has not changed from this game. I think this is a very very. This is going to be a competitive team. This is a team that is going to be in the mix, uh, and maybe if we see. Them, they have the potential and the, the talent is there that you feel like if everything can come together, uh, maybe they have a chance to make a run to to an NWSL championship. They might be outside; they're probably you know, maybe a little bit on the outside as far as as far as being uh, you know they're not clear favorites or anything like that. Um, but I think they are certainly in that mix and I think they would be a a pretty good dark horse pick. And um, I, I think the, the thing I'm most excited about is that uh, this team has an incredibly bright future. They have uh, they have leveraged the draft. There's going to be a 30, yep. 30 on on the NW on the Washington Spirits draft. Uh, Ashley Hatch, uh, you know uh, Sanchez, uh, Trinity Rodman, they have they have nailed the draft probably better than most te- than most other teams uh, in this league. and I think that's an incredibly bright thing. Uh, to to look forward to, and they uh, they've, they've uh, you you pronounce the the person who just signed. I, I I will not I will not step in and butcher that name. It's like
1: Mickey a- Mickey Mickeyun is uh uh is is an opportunity there to push right. Ashley Hatch along. Um, yeah, it, it remains to be seen. The, the team still has money to spend. They have allocation mm-hmm. money to spend. They have money money to spend. They have salary cap room. Uh, I don't think they're done. I think that this summer will will give them an opportunity to continue improve their their roster. Um. I mean, if you're looking at NBSL this week, it was, it was tie City. It was, dr- score was a draw city, really. Mm-hmm. Other than Portland Thorns beating the brakes off of Chicago, <laughs> um, it was for the most part a pretty low scoring weekend. I think, uh, uh, Gotham's won one nothing, I believe was their, was yeah. their, was their win over, uh, Houston. But, uh, we, we go to racing Louisville, uh, and not even a week. I think it's 21st. So mm-hmm. pretty soon this week. Yep. Um, uh, Friday. And I, yeah, I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a win. I feel like that's a winnable game, even coming off a quick return. They have a full complement of their teams. No, no injuries to, to speak of, unless something came out uh, through training tomorrow. Uh, I think that's a team. They looked the much better. They only won one nothing against them in the Challenge Cup, but I think that that from a from a talent perspective, from a systems perspective, even. Them playing, I think now. I think they also opened in their home stadium, but I think getting an opportunity to do another game there, I still, I would still expect the spirit to win that game. Uh, and let's say, let's say two nothing would be my prediction of to, uh, against Louisville.
0: That's a fair pick. I'll, I'll, I'll go two nothing. I'll go a goal from Rodman and a goal from Hatch. That'll be, that'll be my goal score prediction. Yeah, I'd love You know, go ahead. I think two, two nothing is a fair result, and I think you're right. I think they. It's clear that Louisville is just trying to like, let's just get the base. We got to get a base of players and then we'll kind of like see where our needs are and then we'll start to splash on where those needs are. I think is kind of what they're what they're looking to do.
1: Um, they also have out, al- didn't they also get the allocation rights to uh, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press? Or did they right go right to L.A.S. Right. I think they did. I believe that's what, that was some of the big controversy in the expansion draft was that they went that way. And I, right. I mean, if you look at Manchester United right now, Their coach walked away because of disinvestment and is potentially coming to coach in either San Diego or L.A. So there's a a strong possibility that those players return uh, back to NWSL somewhere to Rose Lavelle. Um, Sam U.S. also, I believe, is coming back, I believe. So, yeah, I I think that in the the, the best-case scenario is coming true for the NWSL. These players went, they saw, they conquered in some cases, uh, and now they're coming back, which is what they were hoping all along would be the case.
0: Yep, and uh, so that that season probably wrapping up soon. I guess the Champions League is done. Um, I'm assuming. Yeah, the, Chelsea like,
1: have already so. won, so now I should I think they're just playing off the string if there's any more games? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm very big on NWSL, guys. Yeah. You're gonna. I, I hope I hope that you're okay with Spirit content because it's gonna be more and more and more. I'm fired up about it, uh, and it, uh, they're giving a great giving the show a great opportunity to cover them. So uh, strap in. If you don't like the Spirit, uh, get Paramount Plus and start to like them because that's what's gonna happen on the show. Love yeah. it.
0: Yep, I, I, and I, th- I think you know we, we wanted this podcast to be a more expansive podcast and, and to talk more more about other teams other than DC. Uh, obviously, DC remains remains our focus. It's 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 what brought us here. Um, but you know we're we're all about we're all about expanding content and, and, and trying to to make sure that we're expanding it. And I'm I'm going to do a better job on Loud United. I've not I've not been as good as I probably should have been.
1: But uh, for the final for the joke of the night, Gregory on Twitch said twenty years from now. Loud United three will beat New York Red Bulls five in USL League six, and we will question why this is a thing. <laughs> Perfect, that's ambitious. Well,
0: and, and we'll have promotion and relegation in twenty years. Sure, it's a it's a it's a super
1: pyramid at that point. It's a very large pyramid.
0: All right, I think that'll I think that that will wrap it up, guys. Uh, Loud United game tomorrow, uh, spirit game on Friday at seven, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and then of course we got DC United at eight against the Philadelphia Union um so uh w- it should be uh should be a lot of a lot of a lot of local soccer to watch and uh, but the great thing is it's
1: not all one day. so thank yeah. you to the soccer gods for expanding the weekend. I appreciate that
0: I've got like four games to watch this week uh, in, in migrating between where I am right now and my hometown of Richmond so uh, it's a yeah, challenge it's, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a, gonna be a trek uh all right y'all, thank you so so much for listening uh twitter.com/ refugees guys. All right, now uh, I'm gonna get real with some of the Patreon listeners who, who are undoubtedly th- the very few people who make it to the show. Uh, have we, w- John? You can confirm. I actually haven't checked in a while. Have we gotten a single entry on our on winning the
1: the scarf? No, and no, and and we have made this very clear. <laughs> literally any element of something that involves cherry blossoms. I have the scarf. It is literally four feet from me to my to my right. You
0: do. Let's be clear. You do not have to have like – I mean obviously bonus points if you have the skills to like edit the gifs like we see some of the people do. I don't have those skills. Then you'll win for sure. Like a SpongeBob meme and say when you see someone toss a beer on the field. Or something like that. Perfect. Fact, put that. Put that up. We don't care. Like, just put something up. You can put a little comment on it. If it makes us laugh, you 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 might win, or you might uh, w- w- we'll decide. We have got yep. zero entries. We we have plenty. Some people have up there. I believe one person I know up their donation from two to five dollars. Enter the contest. Get involved, guys. You guys have a chance to win the win the cherry blossom scarf, the scarf that that everybody that everybody wants. That literally is not available. We have one. And, mm-hmm. and we are, and we are literally, literally giving it away. If you're at the five dollar level of Patreon, uh, and you submit the meme. so do it, do it now.
1: We're just trying to help you here. We're just trying to <laughs> let us help us help you win a scarf. Uh, Gregory, the qu- by the way, by the way, how do you submit? Any way you want. You can send it to us on Twitter. You can send it to rfkrefugees at gmail.com. Yeah. You could send it to us uh, in a self addressed stamped envelope. Whatever you want to do, we'll see it. Uh, you can put it in the uh, Discord. You name it. Messages. Yeah,
0: there, there is Patreon.com/slash/drivetriumphegs. If you go down, you will you will find the contest. Uh, maybe we can see if we actually can pin that to the top. I think that'll 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 that might Sounds help. Sounds good. That might help us
1: out. Wise producer Brian says just message us on Patreon. That is the answer. Yes. Not all the things I said. Just do that. That's <laughs> yes. how you do it.
0: Yes. And we need to. And if you do do us in the way, you need to verify that you're a Patreon. So 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 please do that. Um, all right, guys. I think that'll do it. Uh, again. Thank you all so so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Or sorry, do you have an interview? Do you have a preview lined up? I guess we need to figure that out. All right, we'll well, yeah, we'll guys. figure that out. Probably <laughs> on Thursday.
1: You'll hear something from us on Thursday.
0: There's something on Thursday. All right, we'll see you guys then. Vamos, vamos.